You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. Good morning. So I've been called a fruit. And uh, uh, if you could be any fruit you could choose, what would you be? I'd, I'd be a watermelon. I think it works. And um, uh, it's sweet. Watermelon's sweet. And I heard this, and this has nothing to do with anything, so this is all free. Um, someone once said, you, you, you don't know how many watermelons are in a seed, and you don't know how many seeds are in a watermelon. And so there's this, this, uh, this reproductive sense where, you know, and, uh, that, the reason that resonates with me is because we want to see people come to know Jesus, don't we? We want to see people come to faith in Christ. And this, this church, and I resonate with that, Nick, this church has been a fruit-producing church. And uh, first of all, let me say thank you, thank you, thank you for this rich honor of being able to share in the 50th uh, uh, anniversary celebration today. Thank you for allowing me this, this opportunity. And, uh, and, and also congratulations. Because uh, you've been here since 2011, is that correct? 2011 as lead pastor. And uh, you have left a mark already. And it's significant. And we can see it around us. And so would you give it up for Pastor Nick? You're doing a great job, Nick. So I, I, have, I have a little confession to make. I'm a little intimidated today. I'm a, I've got a little little this going on. Six cups of coffee will do that to you, but I only had three. So, uh, no, it's just different coming home. And it's it's amazing how you look at yourself. You know, I'm, I, I hate to even say this. I'm 61 years old, and I feel like I'm 15 again because I'm home. And uh, uh, we we were at the banquet last night and connecting with some of the pillars of the church from when we were growing up. And I'm reminded of what John says in, in the book of Revelations, where he said, their works do follow them. And your work, Bud Robinson, Bud and Hetty, and I see Pat Poth, and now I've started down this dark trail, and I'll miss people, and forgive me, please. Yvonne Fear, and we just go on and on. People, you, 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 by virtue of your leadership, by virtue of your involvement, by virtue of your attendance, you put a mark on other people's lives, and you shape them and, and influence them. And so uh, our, our theme this weekend is we've come this far by faith. And uh, what a legacy, what a journey of faith this church has had since 1972. Before I go any further, I, I want to introduce Robin. Robin, would you just please stand and say hello to everybody? And this is... This is my childhood sweetheart. And so uh, talk about uh, an impact and, and how you're formed out. Uh, so my family came to know Christ as Savior uh, September the 28th, 1975. That's when our journey here at Calvary Assembly, then Calvary Church, began. And um, uh, it wasn't very long. I was a teenage boy, so 15 years old. What do you do? You come in and you raise your hands. And No, you come in and you scope out the girls. <laughs> and uh, so uh, 
and it wasn't very long, and Robin and I were having conversations and joining the choir, and uh, we went to Calvary Christian School, its opening year, that would have been 76, and we graduated, felt called into the ministry, and what a blessing, this church, I can't tell you, this, uh, now I'm going to bawl like a baby, so excuse me. This church was a foundation of stability, faith, loving Jesus, serving God. This, this community that we called Calvary stabilized the family that I was in. And I won't go into any details at all, but we were in a very unstable place huge personal impact on the formation of an adolescent. And so myself and my three sisters, my mom and dad, we all got saved within a week. Robin, I'm going to ask Robin, my sister Robin, to stand up. She's my older sister. I always have to say that because I love her dearly. And Tammy, where's Tammy? Tammy, stand up also. And Karen, she's in Rockford, Illinois, so she can't stand up. But, uh, but huge impact. We are so grateful. And, and, and if, if we don't say anything else this morning, let me encourage those of you who make Calvary your home church, your place of worship, keep that going. Keep touching people for Jesus. Keep serving the Lord. Keep loving God. Keep doing those things. Sometimes the impact may feel imperceptible. It, it, it just may, but it's not. It's huge. And we're just one example of a family that was transformed and by the grace of God, we've had opportunity to touch other families and so on and so on. And we're just one of the seeds in the watermelon. And there were dozens and hundreds and I would dare say thousands of others who have been touched, impact, influenced. Uh, uh, and, and there are people who will, you'll meet them in heaven. And you'll have one of those conversations where you trace your roots and you'll see the intersections, and we'll rejoice in what God has done. Can you say a good amen? amen? Well, it's good to be here, and in conclusion, no, I'm not going to do, uh, that, that's the, the worship team signal to come to the platform, don't come yet. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, the title of the message is, we've come this far by faith, and Hebrews chapter 11 is just the perfect place to go to when we talk about Faith, And once we get rolling down this road, it's hard to know where to stop. But I'm going to just read the first two verses. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony or a good reputation. Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith hall of fame. This chapter reminds us that Faith in God is the cornerstone of the believer's experience, the believer's life. We trust God. We take him at his word. 
These are the internal default settings for a believer. Faith says God will do what God promised to do. Can I get a good amen? That's what faith says. Faith says, I'm going to trust in God even if circumstances aren't lining up just yet. Sometimes it takes circumstances a week, a month, a year, a lifetime to catch up. But I'm telling you, God is true to his word. And we can put our faith in God this morning. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What does that even mean? It's a little bit of an enigma. I have somewhere, there it is, this is a, a, a check. And I use this illustration to talk a little bit about faith being the substance of things hoped for. This is a check and it's for $200. How many of you know this, this check, this piece of paper is probably not even worth a penny? And yet it says on it's worth $200. And it's, it's not the piece of paper it's what it represents. It's somewhere in some bank account. I don't know what, I won't even say, but it's in, a, it's in a bank. Somebody has put a deposit to guarantee this piece of paper that it's worth what it says it's worth. That's kind of like faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. God has issued us numerous promises He's, he's issued the promise to forgive us when we, when we make a mistake and we ask for forgiveness. How many of you can say thank God for that promise? The, the, he has issued us a promise to empower us for life and service, for witnessing. He's issued promises that he will take care of us, that he'll provide for us. The list goes on and on. And God is faithful to his promises. Can I get a good amen? amen. Hebrews chapter 11 is the hall of fame for people who perceived God's call to, get, to carry out God's plan in their life, in their community, in their generation. They trusted him. They put their faith in him. And as a result... God showed up in big ways. God has continued and continues today to lead his people to carry out his plans. Today we celebrate 50 years, Calvary Church here in Irwin, North Huntington. And as has been already identified in that, in that video, what a great video. Good job on that video. We are sitting in the substance of someone else's faith. We're here today because someone else dared to believe. We're sitting in this sanctuary because someone had a dream and a vision and an idea of God's preferred future for this community of believers the substance of things hoped for, the substance of things now in process, and the substance of things yet to come. Three words we're going to focus on this morning, and I'm going to move this before I knock it over. And the first word is substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
And as I've said, we're sitting in that substance of something someone else was hoping for. Calvary and its pastors and leaders has had a reputation for having faith in God and, and, and having a missional faith. One thing that I, I wish we could have seen some pictures of was the buses. How many of you were here when the green buses were on the... Uh, yeah, that was quite a sight. And that was the day, the early 70s, the mid-70s, into the late 70s. There was a, a, a crisis. There was a fuel crisis. And bus ministry just took off. And this church bought a bus, and then it bought two, and then it had four, and then it had eight, and then it had 12. And I can, I can still remember uh, some of the men coming out on Saturday mornings and crawling under those buses to piece together brake lines. Oh, it was a, that was faith. Getting on those buses was an act of faith. <laughs> Sue, are you here, Sue Shari? We'll connect afterwards, okay? Good to see you. That van, we used to call it the hell box. And in those days, it was either a bus that you took your life into your hands, you know, getting, not that's an extreme statement, but uh, I have another story about that. But we had to rent vans, and sometimes somebody, that was actually a surveillance van. A private eye used it. And he loaned it to us for free. The operative word there is free. Well, anyway, they bought buses. Not to have buses. Not to have a dozen buses. They bought those buses so that children would have a ride to church. They would hear a gospel presentation. They would have an opportunity to give their little hearts to Jesus. And perhaps their family would come to faith in Christ. And those concentric circles went out. I was counseling a, a, a couple of premarital counseling about 10, 15 years after I had uh, become a lead pastor in Union. Uniontown, and I was asking them to, just to hear their story, and uh, that the, the groom-to-be was a captain in the army, and uh, I asked him about his faith journey. How did you come to know the Lord? And he said, well, I used to live in North Huntington, and every week a bus would come by and pick me and my brothers and sisters up and take us to church, and we gave our heart to the Lord. And 15 years later, that captain in the army was still serving the Lord because someone had faith to believe that buying a bus would produce Fruit, people who came to Jesus as their say, and, and, and they, would, they would be saved. We're, we're sitting in the context of other people's faith. They had big days and big events. Parachutists dropped onto the front lawn. 
They threw candy out of helicopters. There was kids' crusades where hundreds and hundreds of kids, and back to the buses. I remember they had 75, 80 kids on a bus. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that illegal? And, and, and just continuing the, the faith, there was a, a fellow, one of our bus drivers, his name was Lloyd, and when I was youth pastor, there was a season where I was also overseeing the bus ministry, and I remember Lloyd coming in the back door one day, and he said, I quit, I quit, I quit. And how many of you have ever had to talk a bus driver off the ledge? And so, <laughs> Lloyd, why are you quitting? He said, I'm sitting with a bus full of kids on a hill and the brakes go down to the floor and I, have, I had no brakes coming in here. Okay, Lloyd, we'll, we'll see. So we, we got Glenn who was doing mechanics for the, the buses and he got it patched and ready for, for home. And Lloyd came up to me after service then. That was at the beginning of service. By the end of service, he came out and said, I'll take them home. <laughs> so you had to have faith to drive and ride the buses as well. <laughs> We've come this far by faith. You see a need and you meet it. You see a hurt and you reach out to heal it. They built bigger and bigger buildings, not just to have bigger buildings, but to make room for people who were coming to know Christ as Savior. There were Christmas productions and Easter productions and a Christian school to disciple young people. We've come this far by other people's faith, people who saw the possibilities, prayed about what the response ought to be, and acted upon what the Lord was leading them to do. Faith is the substance of things we're hoping for. And then the author goes on to see, to talk about the evidence of faith. The evidence of things not seen. How many of you know you'll never see the evidence unless you step out on the hope? A student has to believe that studying will pay off or they'll, ne they'll never go to school. An athlete has to believe that all of the deprivation, all of the hardship, all of the difficulties, all of the practice, and all of that will someday pay off either as a scholarship, a career opportunity, or the, the act of self-discipline is going to help their life become a better life. You'll never see the evidence unless you step out in faith. Let me ask this question. How are you exercising faith in God today? How are we exercising faith in God? We do all that we can to reach our community with the gospel. And then we put it in God's hands and we, we allow God to take it to places that we in our own ingenuity, we in our own efforts could never achieve those outcomes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. By faith, the elders obtained a good reputation. Reputation is the third word. 
reputation of a, of a believer hinges on their ability and their cooperation to walk by faith. For by this faith the elders obtained a good testimony, a good reputation. I want to encourage you, Calvary Church, those who are back visiting, those who make this your home, your home church, I want to encourage you to be that church that is known for its, its, its foundation in believing God for what you could never imagine. Real faith, when it's lived out well, it gives us an unshakable character. When we believe the God we believe in, we become optimistic. We're more positive than negative. We're encouraging. We help raise people to a higher place. When I was pastoring our church in Uniontown, it was 1991, and uh, I was cutting the grass at 7.30 in the morning because at 8 in the morning, I had to run to Harrisburg for a meeting. And so at 7.35, I, I received a phone call from my church secretary. And she said, Pastor Don, you've got to get over to the church right away. So what's the matter? An arsonist is broken into the church, and the fire department is here putting out the fire. So I hurried over to the church, and uh, sure enough, there were numerous fire trucks filling our parking lot, and there was smoke billowing out the windows, and there were hoses across, and it looked like it was going to be a real bad day. But how many of you know real bad days can transform when we have faith in God? So the fire was put out, and we began to walk through the building and assess the damage, and our kitchen was gutted and the fellowship hall was scorched and there was smoke damage throughout the whole building. And uh, uh, at about 8.30, 9 o'clock, our people, our church family began to uh, uh, come to the church. They heard it on the news that there had been a fire. And, and uh, uh, my secretary answered the phone and she said, Pastor Don, uh, uh, ABC News is on their way. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to do a story. And something clicked inside my heart that day. And God said, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Don't blow it. So we gathered our little work team together. They brought buckets and they, broke, they brought Mr. Clean and sponges and rags and they were getting ready to roll up their sleeves and start the cleanup process. And we gathered there in the front of the parking lot and, and I said, folks, I believe that God is going to do something significant through this adversity. I believe we need to prepare our heart and prepare our spirit because we're going to have an opportunity to present the gospel. So we began to pray, and we spent a season of prayer out there on the parking lot. And sure enough, ABC, they must talk to one another because ABC showed up, CBS, NBC, and Fox News. And the parking lot now was empty of fire trucks except for the, the cleanup trucks that come. And, 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 and now we had dishes and, and microphones and cameras and news vans. And, and uh, uh, they began to interview they began to interview the people from the church. And the people from the church 
They weren't saying things like, I hope they catch that dirty rotten. I hope he burns and <laughs> I hope he gets his or whatever. You might, you know, you imagine those things. Am I alone? But faith takes us to another place. And I was so proud of our congregation. I was so proud because when the microphone was in, in up to their mouth and the camera was on them, they were saying, you know, that whoever it was needs help. We're praying for them. We're praying that that person comes to know Jesus as their Savior. And there was that kind of faith. And that night on all of the news outlets, Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 11, Fox News, were these Christians who had just been the victim of an arsonist were speaking faith. They were speaking hope. They were speaking kindness. They were speaking mercy. And I remember one of the, one of the news persons came back and, and, and they said, so how long do you think it's going to take? And I said, we will have church here Sunday. This was a Monday. We had six days. And it was going to smell like smoke. We were going to have church in our home. And the, the cameraman said, or the, the news reporter said, do you mind if we come and cover it? Do I mind? <laughs> sure. And one of the other persons heard it, and pretty soon, uh, so Sunday comes. Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 11, Fox News. And they, they, they came into our, to our Sunday morning service and one of the reporters said, do you mind if we put the camera in the service? Do I mind? <laughs> How many of you know you can't pay for that kind of airtime? <laughs> I said, the only thing I'd ask is that you be respectful as people worship. That's all. Oh, so you don't want us on the platform? You know what? There was a day, that day, we just, we just threw off all the restraints. You be wherever you want to be. Just try not to be in the way. So I got a chance to preach the gospel to cameramen and reporters and the, the, whole, the whole Pittsburgh market. And I, we had a chance, and they, they interviewed our people again after service. And they were, they were firing on all cylinders Loving on, loving on the perpetrator, showing care, showing compassion. They said, you know, all we, all we care about is that we get to share Jesus with our community. So it was Jesus on ABC, and it was Jesus on CBS, and it was Jesus on NBC, and it was Jesus on Fox News. Faith will take you to places you never dreamed of. Someone once said, we have to work like it all depends on us, but we have to pray like it all depends on God, right? Faith without works is dead. We gotta, we've got to put some muscle into it. We've got to put some elbow grease into it. We've got to get under a bus every now and again. We do all that we can so that God will do all that he can. 
When we read this chapter and we go through, there's 17 biographies that are represented in Hebrews chapter 11. There's Moses and there's Abraham and there's Joshua and there's David and Samuel and the list goes on and on. People who saw a God that was bigger than whatever challenge they were facing. We've come this far by faith. Worship team, if you would make your way to the platform, please. We've come this far by faith, but how many of you know we haven't arrived yet? We haven't hit the finish line yet. The finish line will not be presented to us until we hear the trumpet blow and the dead in Christ rise first, amen? It's called the rapture. So it's either when Jesus comes to get us or when we go to be with him. But until then, I want to encourage you, keep serving, keep loving, keep giving, keep uh, uh, surrendering your heart and your life to Jesus. Keep praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth in North Huntington, in Irwin, in Hempfield, in Norwin as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this town. Let us reach as many people with the good news that Jesus saved. Let's reach as many as we can. There's still a captain in the army out there who may not be a captain yet. But because of your testimony, because of your presentation individually and collectively as a body, there will be people who will come to Christ who would not have otherwise come to him. There will be families that will be redeemed that would otherwise not be redeemed. Your being here, your serving here makes a difference. There are times where we say, oh, I'm just, a, I'm just a small seed in a big watermelon. Well, let me tell you what. A lot of good things can emerge out of that seed. God has done great things through Calvary Church. In the last 50 years, may he do double that in the next 50. Can I get a good amen? God, use us. But it has to go beyond the us because the us always includes also me. I'm part of the us. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. We do the best that we can, but we always recognize that our best may not be good enough. But God gets in the mix. And you'll do some amazing things. Let's bow and pray this morning. Father, we thank you so much that we get to experience today the substance of someone else's hope. There were those who saw this growing church community when it was only a group of 12. I pray that, Lord, we will, we will reflect and duplicate their faith in our generation. Today, Lord, we experience the evidence of their faith. I pray that we will leave evidence behind. 
that the next generation will benefit from the substance of our faith. I pray this morning, Lord, that the reputation of this faith community, Calvary Church, I pray that their reputation will be sterling. It will be solid. It will reflect the love, the grace, the mercy, the kindness of God. I pray for Pastor Nick and his leadership team. Make them effective, Lord, in, in discipling followers of Jesus. Lord God, use us, use us, I pray in the name of Jesus. And this morning, I want to take that us to a me. And would you just pray, Lord, use me? Would you pray that prayer? If you'll, if, if you'll include yourself as a me, would you raise your hand this morning? Lord, use me. That's what we're saying with our upraised hand. Lord, use me. And Father, for every hand that's raised, we say this, Lord, use me. Grow my faith. Help me to employ my faith. We stand on the shoulders of other believers, and someday someone will stand on ours. I pray that, Lord, they will have a solid footing because our faith is solid in you. Lord, use me. And Lord, use us. We ask this today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. This is Pastor Nick Poole, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 